Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. She's a woman of strength, determination and persistence. She says, I am too confident, but not overconfident. From a successful air hostess to one of the most appreciated women influencers in Namma Bengaluru, Anita Rao is a strong advocate for menstrual hygiene, amongst other things, and believes it's time to bring the cups out. If you know who we are, forward to today's topic. For those of you here for the first time, thank you for being here today. Kathas was created to bring hidden stories to life via a platform that focuses entirely on listening, hearing, and imaginative skills. Unexpectedly, our first season was a smooth flow of events and was appreciated well by our listeners. We had with us speakers from across the globe who shared their experiences and points of view on topics of concern. With season two, we gained a more clear direction of how we wanted to go about Kathas. The intention ultimately is to bring stories of inspiration from around the world to our listeners in an easy to comprehend and condensed format. Kathas focuses on stories of art, different forms of art, and art used as therapy. A practice that we strongly believe needs to be introduced and encouraged from childhood. So, going forward, we will have two types of podcasts, the short ones and the interviews. Also, our blogs based on the podcasts and interviews will be posted on our Medium platform. Links will be available in the description below and on our website kathas.com. Okay then, let's get into today's topic. Yeah, hello everybody. Uh, I am Anita Rao, uh, basically born and brought up in Bangalore. Uh, by profession, I am an international air hostess, now totally into social activities where I create awareness on menstrual hygiene management, general cleanliness. Um, basically, wherever uh, there is filth, you can find me there in slums, in the prison, uh, the police department. I create awareness uh, in villages, rural areas, everywhere. Speaking of fashion as a medium to understand, uh, appreciate and respect oneself, how much of this contributes organically to a personal development? And um, also hypothetically, if we end up one day with nothing to adorn, would we still be as appreciative of ourselves? See, it is only the modern human beings we have concluded that uh, it is only by looking good or by dressing up well we can create a very uh, I would say we can create um, a respect for ourselves and our work this is only because early humans what did they wear bark of trees or leaves something like that yes. they never appreciated even though they invented they, they discovered beautiful things which is very very important to us we laugh at them when we look at in the pictures right so this is the only clothing is the only powerful tool to create image self image that is what i say and at the end of the day you said when we don't have anything to wear mm-hmm. 
you have to before wearing any clothing accessories or clothing items you have to wear confidence and smile once you have this whether you have anything to wear you don't have anything to wear you are there to win the world you've grown from a successful air hostess to one of the most appreciated women influencers as we all know for social well-being so during this transition when did you experience self-doubt and you know what in our society could improve or change for lesser people to feel that way about transformation okay see uh, before i uh, answer this question uh, i'll tell you the reason why i took up this job mm-hmm. see i come from a very very uh, conservative brahmin middle class family i had everything with me uh, uh, all the facilities i decided to, uh, i wanted to do something very very different than my family members so i wanted to bring in a change mm-hmm. so i chose Uh, flying career as an aerostar so the whole family was like you know oh wow some some people they said wow some people they said it's dangerous she will die you know aircraft crash all these things mm-hmm. but my mother she was there with me she supported me and uh, there is no self doubt in my personality because i am too too confident not over confident mm-hmm. please hear me out i am very very confident person where i get this got this confidence or where i every day on every day basis where i get this confidence because i believe in myself a lot one number two when i was flying i flown across like 63 countries wow. each country taught me one thing though we indians are very confident very hard working there is racism in pay or the way they look mm. uh, upon us or all these things so i wanted to bring in change uh, i want to do something uh, back to the society how will i do this all that then marriage happened i went to america two kids happened so i was super busy now my kids are grown up so where can i start this so where can i bring the change that is school students so i started going near uh, to nearby government schools mm-hmm. and colleges i started teaching cleanliness there i got to know menstrual hygiene management zero knowledge Right. That's right. when I started reading, and then I have a lot of doctors in my family, so I started discussing with them. They gave me knowledge, and then I started creating awareness. Then that was very much appreciated by Karnataka police, mm-hmm. traffic police, or in villages. There I got my confidence. Okay, that became my focus area. So I never doubt myself. You know, when do you doubt yourself? Mm-hmm. When you think that there is severe competition in your work. True. Am I doing right? Am I doing wrong? When do you think about yourself? Am I looking good? When you are not confident, when you have competitors, for me, I have no competitors. Sorry, it's my way. It's highway. <laughs> And uh, you said uh, uh, self doubt. How do you, you know, the transformation, change, all those words you said. Mm-hmm. See, uh, to bring in change, you cannot wait for change to happen. Mm-hmm. First, you have to change yourself. Absolutely. In Canada, there is a beautiful saying: "Badalavani jagadaniyama." Haganta naale badalavani bharatenta nanna mane pagali kuthko bada. Niinu badalago badalaisu. It's a beautiful saying. Wow. Okay. I will I will translate that uh, for the people who who may not understand Canada, but that was really beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Talking about menstrual hygiene, it's been expressed creatively as well, and in many other forms. For example, I was doing some research and I found that menstruala has been an uh, uh, an art form which has been around since the 70s and uh, it had its version of an impact 
a lot more in the western world so would you say that art as a subject in schools could incorporate these topics of discomfort and social change as chapters of study research every country fa- uh, faces period poverty mm. and in schools and colleges as you said uh, yes they have introduced just a paragraph of uh, what is menstruation why it is it happens in girls and they stop at menopause it is about seven lines yeah discussing this openly yes with girls that we should do it and many schools they are doing it because i go to many schools to do this mm-hmm. and to introduce this topic to boys yeah uh, it is little embarrassing for them because our country is still not that open and you were talking about menstrual in 70s we uh, in india or asian countries for us it was just evolution though we got uh, our um, uh, independence mm-hmm. 70s 80s 90s it was just we were evolving that right i'm talking about in the art form no it doesn't work because mm-hmm. i am struggling hard to convince people to use menstrual cups no in rural area due to virginity or all the all those uh, misconceptions and myths mm-hmm. i'm unable to so art form western world it works because they have open mind here in our country no it's still a myth, it's still a taboo for to my extent to uh, if you ask me uh, no it doesn't work it doesn't work right So when we speak about you know women's children's families issues how much are we and then this is kind of an extension to your answered question is how much are we focusing on the men you know because it is a strong and a valid opinion that men require equal attention if not more in these cases when we're trying to bring about change and we're talking about family um, or women young girls and so many social concerns so see it's very important for a man to know uh, about the un- discomfort what we go through during those time right see a lady oh, uh, around 7 days in a month she's all right the mm-hmm. rest she, she either she's pmsing or mood swings or you know she has leg pain or stomach ache before periods after periods the mood swings etc mm-hmm. so if a man uh, be a father brother or a uh, husband if he gets to know this discomfort if she expresses by the way we never express right. we are super women and then though we are uh, feeling uncomfortable we never say anything so a man at home if he understands it improves the person relationship for example if i have my periods if i tell my husband that i cannot cook or i cannot do this today definitely he will not say no you have to right. correct we have to uh, express it and uh, corporate world they are uh, you know they are trained to understand empathize women working in the, in their organization mm-hmm. and a lady should go and say listen boss i cannot work today i need a day off i have to go home i may you can directly say you know i am on my periods well definitely there and when the, this is the uh, door the first door for equality when all the girls in the country they go to school when all the women in the country openly talk about menstruation you as an individual have done so much for people around uh, bangalore in and around bangalore and there are so many ngos a lot of young people right now trying to focus on social welfare and trying to contribute give back to society what is your advice to future generations who are trying to get into this flow and they don't they may not even have prior work experience or they may not be employed by anybody 
they're just starting off um, NGOs and foundations and this is all that they want to do. So what do you think would be the best way ahead for them? Okay, uh, uh, by the way, what you said is really true. Our youth, they are so responsible and then they are doing so much for the society more than me. They, are, they have volunteer groups and I know so many groups. In fact, boys are talking about menstruation and during those sessions, they call me. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, college boys and then I was very surprised that there is a boy, uh, he carries a pad mm-hmm. in his bag just in case of a girl and that is so thoughtful, right? Right. Oh, that is so. Uh, boys and girls, that do uh, mind you, only educated uh, youth, uneducated youth, you know where they are heading mm-hmm. to, what's mm-hmm. happening in the current situation. Name it in Sri Lanka. Name it in uh, you know in our country. What they are doing. Only educated youth. They are very responsible. They are in the process of building nation. Mm-hmm. And for future kids who wants to get into uh, uh, social activities, mm-hmm. this is the best way to gain confidence. Public speaking skills, marketing skills, convincing capacity and uh, talking to public, controlling public, all these things without paying any extra for the training you get from doing social activities. Where can you start? From where can I start? I don't have an NGO, I don't have this, I don't have any volunteer groups, I don't know anybody. Where can I, can I start? First start from your neighborhood. Keep the neighborhood clean. What happens when you do it? People recognize you. You gain confidence. It increases your morale. Go to the nearby government school. Ask them, do you need assistance in teaching English, maths or science, whatever Mm -hmm. your skill is. Mm -hmm. They are short of teachers. Go there and start teaching. That is where you gain confidence. People recognize you. Any kind of recognition is very, very good for us. It's a feel-good factor, right? From there on, And like you said, um, volunteers, they're able to gather so many more people with an open mind to come forth without having to do it for some sort of credit. They're coming with genuine intention to make a change in somebody's life. So I think that is, we're already in a good place right now in that sense. Just out of curiosity, you know, if if we had um, Anita Rao who continued her former career, as an air hostess and excelled in that in what way would she have given back to people if this was not your past then see this uh, uh, giving back to the society is a very uh, new fancy word mm-hmm. right from the beginning right from my childhood i've seen my grandfather grandmother donating things calling people it was a joint family you know we used to cook a lot and then after our lunch many people would be standing there outside and then you know uh, like uh, needy people uh, calling them and serving them i have seen this in my own eyes so right. that was in me even when when i was flying not only me we whole crew like when we used to go to african countries and bangladesh uh, indian subcontinent bangladesh sri lanka if i know that i am going my roster is in bangladesh i am going to dhaka i would carry indian clothes to give it away there and mm-hmm. then we would collect all the food items which is not used like cheese and biscuits and fruits and uh, uh, aircraft meal mm-hmm. and all these things the water bottles especially water bottles all mm-hmm. these things we would go go to the nearby place and then distribute there so i was there continuing and uh, even if i was uh, flying i would do the same thing that's yeah, because that's, you know in a day yeah in a day uh, in 24 hours we fly to two continents for example, if I am flying from Bangladesh, mm-hmm. Dhaka to Abu Dhabi, 
I stay there for four hours. Then I take the flight to Paris. Hmm. The, the word Paris itself itself gives you fashion, <laughs> right. richness, beauty, yes. Champs-Élysées street and perfumes, Dior's, all these things. So you have actually seen both sides of life. One is ultra poverty, right? One is ultra rich. So you become very down to earth. So that serving thing, it is there. Uh, I think almost all flying crew will have this. We have the same feeling because we exactly know what is the real world is. Nobody is rich. Nobody is poor. Right, and you're dealing with so many of them on a regular basis. Exactly. In a day, around thousand five hundred passengers we used to handle. Different continents, different language, different culture, different attitude. So we exactly know uh, how to deal with people. And uh, confidence, I got confidence only by flying. That means only by moving away from my comfort zone. When you are among the people, mm-hmm. you learn a lot. So that is everyday learning basis uh, process. Absolutely, I, I definitely um, hope that people who are listening. In fact, I did discuss that I was going to have an episode with you, and I have a few friends who are very keen to come and meet with you and maybe take on some volunteering work with you. Sure, sure, definitely. Anybody, I'm like a bus driver, you know. <laughs> I keep driving. I stop. You get on. I uh, uh, whatever I know, I share it with you. You get out, go, and reach your destination. Thank you, thank you so much, Miss Rao. This was wonderful—a uh, short session this time, but definitely uh, we're looking forward to having a panel soon, and I definitely will have you there. Um, I'll keep you posted. Sure, sure, ma'am. Thank you so much. Connecting with Miss Rao has been a humbling experience. She has conducted 120 awareness campaigns and events, and reached out to 10,000 women. to date she continues on this path and we definitely see her transforming this effort in ways that can only benefit women their children and the men in their lives kathas associates with mental health centers and art institutions or studios to create a wider audience for expressive art therapy expressive art therapy is something that needs a stronger platform to become an intrinsic part of life now and in the future so we look forward to volunteers to join us in this mission like share and connect with us we are a global platform and your active engagement will help not only build a strong community but also your contributions to your own communities Expertise is not a key requirement here it's just pure intent art is fun it is within us it is us and our expression healthy expressions could be one of the most organic strengths of our being currently we are working with institutions and centers from india and canada if you have suggestions or ideas do share them with us until next time Take care and spread the love.